Hello, my beautiful people. I'm Kitty O'Brien, and this is your unconditioned in a mod in a podcast. I was going to say in a modcast there, in a podcast where I teach you how you can literally manifest your dreams into reality. And a lot of people struggle with that concept. They're like, "No, nah, that's not true." You know, I mean, Bob. Pro Bob Proctor used to say, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hands. And a lot of people do not believe this. They literally don't believe it. And I mean, I've had a number of interviews in the last couple of weeks, which have been astonishing. So I really advise that, you know, you listen to them, you listen to the conversations we've been having, because we keep coming back to this, especially when it's when I was talking to Liz about mental health. She was she was in saying even with her work, she teaches people that they can see it in their mind, they can hold it in their hands. And one of the brilliant examples I gave was, look around you. Everything that is man-made started off in someone's brain as an idea. It started off as a thought. It started off as a fantasy. It started off as a daydream, a dream itself, it, but it didn't, it wasn't in their reality when they were thinking of it. It wasn't in their external environment, okay? It's something that they thought about and they created through manifestation and into our reality and into our external environment. So I really recommend that you have a listen to those podcasts if you haven't yet already so we talk about some great great stuff um and this this week I'm gonna actually talk about the internal and external environment because we spoke about it a lot in other podcasts briefly touched on it in the interviews but I think it's left a lot of people thinking like what does any of it mean really like let's go into the science of it so and a lot of people are kind of scared by it they're like oh my god if I can imagine it in my my mind, I can actually have it. So it, there's another saying that if you are capable of dreaming it, if you're capable of fantasizing about it, if you're capable of having that thought, you're capable of having it. So when you look at your vision boards, if you haven't, excuse me, I've got hiccups. If you haven't made one, I suggest that you do make one, right? Get a vision board, get a board, uh, your fridge, whatever you want it to be, stick pictures up of what you want, and really imagine yourself being with those items, driving in that car, walking around that dream home, because your subconscious mind will then make it happen. And then you're also attracting in the universal laws, which are already working, by the way, whether you believe in them or not, they're already working. Okay, and you're attracting all of that stuff in. You're attracting all of it in because you're literally imagining that you're having it and not just with an intellectual thought, you're putting an emotion with it as well. So then it will manifest into your reality. Okay. So with your environments, okay, let's look at, let's look, right, let's look at the different ways we can strengthen our inner world. Because like I just said, our inner world is what makes our external world. Okay, so we're going to be using intention. We're going to, using, we're going to be using some little magical tools in the next couple of episodes. We're going to be talking about the you know, giving examples of the laws of the universe, affirmations, meditation, and like, for example, energy work as well. So we've just spoken about in the other episodes as well, that your emotions and your thought patterns have the unlimited power of changing and creating your reality. So what is going on inside your head? Let's look at what's going on inside your head. Now, if this is going to be a little bit of a workshop podcast, okay, so if you're listening to this, 
um, and you're in a train or you're driving in the car, that's fine because you can still workshop it. You can think about the answers, okay, or speak them out loud. Or if you're at home, grab a notebook, get a pen, and start writing some of these down, okay? So internal environment, right? Let's look at our internal environment. So I want you to think about your current limiting beliefs, your current limiting beliefs around your health and body. What are they? It could be... I'm never going to have the perfect body. I'm never going to lose this weight. My breasts are too saggy. Um, I've got a beer belly. Um, my arms are skinny and my leg is skinny. You know, you want more muscle. You think your bum's gone flat from breastfeeding. God, I've heard that so many times, um, which I don't actually even think is true. But hey-ho, everyone has their own belief system. Okay, so I just want you to think for a minute about your limiting beliefs around your health and your body, Okay. What are they? Okay. Jot a few notes down. Think about them in your head. So, what are your limiting beliefs around your personal desires and happiness? Why can't you be happy? Why can't you have the things you want? What is going on there? Do you not feel worthy of happiness? Maybe you're thinking like, I just, I'm not worthy of happiness. I'm not worthy of it. I don't deserve to be happy because I did something bad in the past. Or what's another one? Um, I mean, there were so many when I wrote them down. God, there was lists of them. Maybe you think that your personal desires are just out of your reach. Maybe you think that, no, I'm never going to get that promotion or I'm never going to have that car. I'm never going to have that dream home. What about your relationships? What are your limiting beliefs around your relationships, your family, your friends, your acquaintances? I mean, what are they? You're never going to find your prince charming going to be single forever. You're going to die alone. <laughs> That's one I used to think. You're going to die alone because nobody wants you. So we're thinking about limiting beliefs. If you don't have any, well, go you. Maybe you've just had your own child and you're thinking about all the ways your parents used to parent you. And you're maybe a little bit resentful. Maybe you're thinking, God, they didn't know how to bring up a child. This is how you bring up a child. Or maybe some of those traumas are coming through again. We talked about subconscious parenting in one of the interviews. So if this is an issue in your life, please go back and listen to that interview. Career, work and success. You can't be successful. It only happens to lucky people. Maybe you don't work hard enough. Maybe you haven't burnt yourself out yet. Maybe you have burnt yourself out and that is a marker for success. Yeah, I've got burnout. That is success. Or maybe you're a full-time parent and you're thinking, this isn't a job, but it is a job. If you're a full-time parent, it is a job. It classifies as full-time work. Maybe your career, maybe you really want to get that promotion, but your bosses just don't value you. 
Or maybe you live to work. You're just alive to work and pay the bills. Nothing else. I used to have that one a lot as well. I used to have three jobs while doing my degree. Back to success again. You can't be more successful than your own parents or your siblings or your partner. You know, if you're a wife or a woman, maybe. God, you can't be more successful than your male opponent. Money. Money's a good one. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money's hard to earn. Money makes you bad. Money is only for the evil people in the world. Money makes you evil. What are your limiting beliefs around money? Your money doesn't come to me. Just slips through my fingers. Money doesn't like me. I blame money for a lot of things. If I had more money, I could do this. If I had more money, I could do that. If only I had more money. Yeah, we've got lots of limiting beliefs around money, haven't we? We're going to be doing a money workshop. We are. And it's going to be amazing. And you asked, yes, I'm excited for everyone who's going to listen to that because money's just going to start flowing it. How about material things and property? Material things and property. Maybe you think you're never going to own that house. No, you're never going to own that land that you want to build a dream house on. Or maybe you want to start up your own little farm. That's what I want to do. Maybe that dress or that handbag is too expensive. Maybe you open that wardrobe and you're like, oh, these are not the clothes I want to wear. Maybe you look around your house and you think, no. Oh, I got given this second hand. Oh, I had this when I first fled domestic violence and cohesive control. Everything was given to me. I had to make do and mend for a long time. I would walk past those shop windows and, oh, God, I wanted some of the pretty things hanging in them. There's a beautiful boutique in, uh, boutique in Whittam. Always has the most wonderful jumpers in. And I love a bit of cashmere. I really do. And I'd look at them and go, oh, I want it so badly. But I'm never going to own it too expensive I can't afford it all of those limiting beliefs right so now that you've had a little thought I want you to write about or think about your dream life okay complete opposite the sky's the limit what about your health and body what's your dream health and body Think about it right now. See it in front of you. What's that dream body? What's that dream? What's What does the best health you could possibly have mean? What sort of food would you be eating? What would you be drinking? What would you look like? How would you show off your beautiful, healthy body? Or would you just modestly, you know, share it by knowing that you've got beautiful clothes on and you might not be the one who wants to get everything out and flash people that's perfectly understandable like even if I had the dream body I don't think I'd be wearing very skimpy bikinis I can tell you that but I think you know underneath I'd know that I had my dream body right dream life what are your personal desires what would happiness look like for you 
Just think about it. And it, we'll see in a minute why I'm getting you to do this. Get excited. Feel happy seeing and feeling and imagining these things. What would a dream relationship be? What would it be like to have the perfect relationship with all your family, all your friends, any acquaintances from work? What would that feel like? How would it be? How different would work be? How different would your home life be? If it was the dream perfect life. What is your dream job? What is your dream career? You might love being a full-time parent. But how would it look like if that was your if it was your dream life? Would you have a nanny who could like dip in and out while you like, you know, go to a fancy restaurant and have a little meal with your friends and then pop back and be that perfect parent still? How would it be if you're like if it was just your dream life? All those toys you want to buy your kids but you don't have the money for ne might necessarily not be able to afford. Or maybe you can afford it, maybe that but that connection isn't that great. And you're like, I'll give them everything they want, yet why is the connection a little bit, you know, what's going on here? What about money? How would your dream life look around money? Would you just get text message after text message from the bank saying someone sent you some money? Would you would you give it to charities? My aim is to buy lots of land and rewild it and woodlands. So agricultural or land that's been depleted. You know, snap it all up, buy it all, plant flowers, trees, get the whole, you know, biodiversity ecosystem back up and thriving again. That's what I would do if I had unlimited amounts of money. I'd also buy lots of properties and I'd rent them out. I'd buy myself a massive mansion and a castle in France. I'd run retreats from them and also use them as my home. And I would make sure my family and friends never went without. Knowing with love that they love me for who I am and not just for the money. Because that's how good it gets to be. Being able to donate to causes as and when I please without even having to worry about the bank balance. I'd also build a gym in my house and have a nanny so I could have a workout session and someone could look after my hyperactive child. <laughs> material things and property how would that look well that links straight into money doesn't it because money buys the material things and money buys the property you know i am a mag money magnet money comes easily and frequently to me so after you've had a little ponder about those things, what a difference. Take a look at it. Take a look at what you're attracting into your life right now based on your limiting beliefs and fears and what you could be attracting into your life. So if you have written them down, I want you to safely burn your limiting beliefs. And if you're driving, you're in a tram, I don't expect you to start lighting fires 
to things, a tram, a train, whatever. You might be in an aeroplane, who knows? Don't obviously set anything on fire, but, you know, in your mind, just rip it up. Chuck it out. Surround it with a bubble of light and love and send it off into the universe. Because your limiting beliefs do not serve you. This is what we're talking about when we talk about our internal environments reflecting and having an impact on our external environment. So from now on, every single day when you wake up first thing in the morning, start thinking about that dream life. It only takes a few minutes every day to remind yourself what is possible. So stop thinking about fear, stop playing the worst case scenario game and start playing our little magic game. Okay? And we can so easily attract stuff into our life when we use feelings, positive, happy feelings. Now, to begin with, it is a little bit hard. You're going to have this little wall going on inside your head going, oh, don't be ridiculous. Money doesn't come easily and frequently. But after you move past that, it does. You start forming, okay, you start forming new habits. You start forming new patterns. Can't speak today. It takes up to 28 days to lay new neural pathways. So neural pathways in your brain, it takes 28 days to lay them through repetition. So you can't do this one or two or four, like three or four or five days and think, yep, that's it, new thought pattern. No, you got to stick at it for about a month, okay? Stick at it for about a month. And it's a short month. Most months are longer, aren't they? So it's like a February month. Start thinking about them. Start relaying or rewiring your brain. Do it every day. And I know it is impossible to monitor every single thought we have. We have probably about more than 6,000 thoughts daily. And there's no way we can micromanage all those thoughts. So through feelings, through positive emotions like gratitude, forgiveness, desire, faith, romance, sex, enthusiasm, courage and hope, you that is how, that is how you manage your thoughts, okay? It's with your feelings. When you feel good, because feeling good is a choice. We cannot expect anybody else to, um, like no one else is responsible for how we feel. We are the only people responsible for how we feel. Okay, when you feel, when you have negative emotions like anxiety, depression, fear, jealousy, superstition, greed, anger, hatefulness, revenge, whatever you want to, you know, however, I mean, there's so many. When you feel that, you're just attracting more of that in. So think, think about it this way. If someone was going to ask you, like you could have anything in the world, would you pick something that makes you feel bad? Or would you pick something that makes you feel good? You're not going to ask for stuff that makes you feel horrible and crappy and bad, are you? You're going to ask for the good stuff. So start telling the universe what you want. Start telling the divine, whatever you call it. Start telling. Like start putting it out there so you can just start attracting it in, okay? Write a goal board. Have a vision board. Get you know, Write it a couple of times in your journal every morning if you have one. I am so grateful and thankful now that. Write your goals or your dream life as if you already have them. Because if you, if you are 
thinking of your saying like, oh, I can't wait until I have X, Y, and Z. Oh, well, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm so excited. I can't wait until blah blah blah. You're always going to have that feeling of waiting. It's never going to come because you're always waiting for it. But if you put it out to the universe that you already have it, your subconscious mind doesn't know if that's real or not. So remember, it doesn't matter what you believe. It matters what your subconscious mind believes because your subconscious mind is the thing that's going to attract it in. Make it into reality. Like right now, I'm sitting on a very comfy chair. That started off as in someone's brain as a thought. Subconscious mind made it into reality. The headphones I'm wearing, the phone that I'm recording on, the app that I'm using, the Anchor app, you know, that all started off in someone's head and they made it a reality. So, if, you know, just remember, if you need inspiration, look around you. It is possible. So another note, positive and negative emotions cannot enter your mind simultaneously. You think one or the other. And sometimes people feel like they're having both emotions, but what they're doing is they're yo-yoing, you know, from the in, in the extremes, they suddenly feel happy and then, oh my God, they feel terrible. And then they feel happy and then they feel terrible. So they're yo-yoing backwards and forth between those emotions, but they're not feeling that same emotion at the same time. So, I mean, one of my beautiful friends at the moment, my best friend, she's gone for a couple of job interviews. And I said, don't hope you'll get those jobs. See the outcome in your mind. See you as having that job already. See yourself as having that job already. Imagine picking up that phone and them saying, oh, we're so excited. Welcome to our team. Imagine it. Hear their voice. It, you know, use your senses. And that's what you'll attract in. It's like if you're going for exams. See yourself holding that piece of paper with A pluses on everything or distinctions. See the outcome in your mind. So that when you go sit the exam, boom. You won't have that memory block and forget everything. Everything will just come flowing. Okay? See yourself buying that new home. See yourself having that new car. See yourself having it. It doesn't matter how it's going to happen. That's not for you to worry about. That's not for you to worry about. Just see yourself as having it. The how doesn't matter. The universe will sort that out. So you just, so that's how easy it is. You don't even have to formulate a plan. You just need to know that you're going to have it. So you can tap into your intuition, your perception, your imagination, okay? And then your attitude towards other people is also going to start changing and people's attitude towards you. So the next... So the next episode, I'm going to be talking about our external environment, okay, and how to stay positive in negative environments and situations, because it, is, it can be complicated. It can be complicated. You might be a teenager and your parents are going through a tough time and they're fighting all the time, or you might be, you know, in a situation where there's domestic abuse or, you know, there could be substance abuse. You, there could be bullying. Like it's, I know it's difficult. Expect like so. The next episode, we're going to be talking about how we can um, still manifest our desires in and still change our environment, even when, even when it it can be very challenging. Okay, um, and I I speak from experience as well. And then we're going to do probably do. Um, 
And then, yeah, we're going to talk about the people who surround you as well. We will cover that in the next podcast episode. And I hope you enjoyed this one. It was different from the other ones because it was very much, you know, you have to think and use your own brain. And you've got to, you know, look inward and actually think about what's going on internally. And it was a little bit of a workshoppy one. So I hope you don't mind that. Um, I think sometimes they're really helpful. And yes, I look forward to seeing you next week on Wednesday. And I hope you all have a beautiful weekend. And I send you all lots and lots of love. Bye, everyone. Hello, my beautiful people. I am Kitty O'Brien. And this is your Unconditioned Inner Magic um, I was going to say workshop, a podcast. Um, I'm saying workshop is because the last episode we did was a workshop episode and it was about what we are attracting into our lives. So I got you to think about what limiting beliefs you had around various areas of your life. And then I got you to think about your dream life in those same areas and looking at the difference. But today I was going to continue on from it, but I've had a little bit of a thought I know from experience, um, I fled domestic abuse and ca- domestic abuse in case of control. Sorry, I can't talk today. Uh, my dyslexia, my mind is fighting against the uh, intuition of speaking. So today, I wanted to recognise how difficult it can be to manifest your dream life when you are living in an environment that is very negative. Sometimes we're in a a situation and it can be so negative and it's hard to, it's hard to accept that we're accepting certain things into our lives, if that makes sense. So, because the other person can quite easily get us down. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit of background about my situation. Okay. So I fled domestic abuse in case of control. And the biggest step for me to start changing my environment and to start moving away from that situation was recognizing that I was in domestic abuse in case of control. I was trauma bonded. I had memory loss. Um, Like it was a really challenging time. It took a huge, it had a huge impact on my physical health, even though the abuse was very psychological. And I had... um, I had hair loss, my glands were swollen on my face like all the time. My face was swollen. Um, I looked like I was dying. One of my friends, when she saw a picture that I showed her, was like, oh my God, you look like you're on heroin and chemotherapy at the same time. So I was like, oh, yeah. Well, that is the effect of psycholo- years and years of psychological abuse on the body. And being with somebody who was a narcissist, and I truly believe he has narcissistic personality disorder. So, yes, um, when I recognized that I was in that situation, I could have, I could have quite easily just fallen into a pit of despair. Uh, I was very ready to. Some days I felt like I was going to, I felt like I was on the knife's edge. Um, there was little charms in the background of my wind charms, if you can hear them. I've just got the back door open, getting some air in, because whenever I talk about this, I very much have a physical experience in my body, and um, it can be quite challenging for me. So if I have fresh air like coming into the house, I find it easier to talk about. 
so um so I, I literally woke up one morning my mum took a picture of what was meant to be a happy moment and I looked at it later on that evening and I was like oh god like oh god how the hell did I end up here and it was so difficult for me it was so difficult for me and I was just like what the hell am I going to do like what am I going to do and how the hell do I get out of this situation like like what the hell and I realized that when I left it had felt like I'd woken up from a coma but it took it took a number of months to leave I wanted to leave but um you know he told me I couldn't and I believed him and then my my mum came and got me one day with a suitcase thing when things were really beginning to escalate so during that time during the space of me finding out or acknowledging that I was in an incredibly abusive, toxic relationship that was, you know, it it was just awful. And I had to really manage the safety of my environment because I was worried. I was so worried I was going to end up dead in a ditch. I was so worried. I remember writing it in my diary. Uh, My mum took his number plate just in case something happened. And, And I don't want to sound dramatic, but two people, two women a week are killed in England um, from a former or current partner um, when, they, when they're going through domestic abuse. So those statistics are just absolutely shocking, absolutely shocking. So, and you know, this podcast is really tying into something because even this, this, what I'm saying right now, like it's like the universe has planned it all out, like this message out because this week I'm actually interviewing an ambassador, survivor ambassador for Women's Aid, and we just met by chance on Twitter, and and we've been chatting ever since. So it's it's just crazy when you look at divine timing like this. Like I try and plan my episodes, and this episode is happening now. I'm talking about this now, the same week I'm interviewing her. So it's just mind blowing. But sorry, I just had a little revelation there that I had to share. So I'm like wandering off off topic, but um. So there was a space, there was, we we broke up in October, but I didn't move out or flee. We di- I didn't flee until December, like my mum came and had, had a suitcase. And she said, you're coming with me. And that was the end of that conversation. So, um, so the, yeah, I was trapped. I felt like I was trapped in a house with somebody who was extremely dangerous and escalating. And... I was like, crap, like, like, I could have, I look back on it, and I could have really, I could have swung, I could have really swung down that dark alleyway, I, I couldn't, there were times where I felt like I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but this little voice inside my head kept saying, it's there, like, it's there, it's so tiny right now, it's like a little speck, it's like a little star in a night sky, like, but it's there, like it's there. And it would just twinkle, would just be like flashing in and out. And some days I'd be like, I can't see it. I really can't see it. And other days I could see it shining just a little bit brighter. But I, I planned for my freedom when I was during that, that, that those months. 
and what like what does freedom mean? Like what does freedom mean to me? I'm going to explain to you what freedom means to me so it makes sense because it might it might not make like freedom. Like what does that mean? It, it's different for every person. So my freedom is living in a huge big mansion. <laughs> you know, my freedom is being wealthy. My freedom is being successful. My freedom is having a business that allows me to have the money and time freedom to do whatever I want with my life. My freedom is to be financially stable and to be able to support my family and friends. Like that, that, like my freedom is to buy woodlands and, you know, disused agricultural land that is just being wasted and to, you know, reignite the biodiversity by planting you know, various plants and, you know, letting, releasing certain butterfly species and, and really helping the hedgehogs, you know, that, that's, that is my freedom. That is what I think of when I think of my dream life. And the reason why I want a big mansion is because I want to have the whole family over for Christmas. I want to have spaciousness. I want to fill it up with antiques that I want to buy. I want to, you know, I want to be able to have big parties all the time, summer parties. I want to be able to have my friends over and and just like, you know, have a party by the swimming pool. And I want a particular coloured kitchen, <laughs> you know, that is this beautiful, dark, turquoisey green. Um, I just, oh, like there's so much that comes to mind when I say freedom, but freedom to be my true authentic self, freedom to express myself how I want to, free to tell my story. You know, I want to be able to afford to put Harrison through a private school. I want to, you know, have him on a horse learning polo. I want him to go swimming lessons. Like I want to run spiritual retreats from the home. That's why I want a big mansion as well. Like, so I can actually run retreats from it. And I also want a castle in France because I want an orangerie, orangerie, sorry, things sound like I said lingerie there. Well, you know, that would definitely be nice as well because I don't think I've got anything fancy in my underwear drawer. But I, that is what my freedom is, to, to sit and drink wine and eat cheese and beautiful, you know, meats and slices of bread and crackers and... And and just to be under the stars on a nice summer's evening, you know, and, and that is my freedom. That is, that's what freedom means to me. It's abundance in all areas of my life and it's wealth and it's health and it's happiness. So as I was sitting in what felt like a prison, I dreamt of all these things and I thought I'm going to have them one day. I don't know how. I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. But I'm going to have them one day. <laughs> Do you know what? As I said that, I haven't got a clue. I've just got ping, got a message through my phone. So it's like the universe going, we'll give you the answers. And every like to me, that's just a message from the divine. Like Sometimes it's like the timing and the coincidence. It can't just be coincidence, you know. So... <laughs> When you're living in a toxic, toxic situation, this could be teenagers with parents with addiction problems. It could be in a broken marriage. It could be living in domestic abuse yourself. It could be anything, you know. It could just be you're like, 
you just need space. You just you might be in a perfectly happy household, but you just want to move out and have your own space. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, really negative. But what I did when I was in that negative situation is I planned for my up. And if I hadn't done that, I would be in a different place. I would really be in a different place. So I dreamt my dreams and I knew in my heart that one day I would have them. And it was wonderful to fantasize and daydream and visualize being somewhere else because I felt like I was trapped inside that house. So my mind was my escape, you know, to just imagine walking through a beautiful garden with trees or imagine walking through a meadow that used to be like you know, depleted land and soil. And then I'm, you know, I've planted, I've imagined talking to different people and planting those seeds and seeing those meadows and seeing those flowers and seeing the butterflies and the insect species increase. And it was by a lake. And I just imagined I was in that place. And what I didn't realize I was doing was I was, I've just get got another message there if anyone can hear that ping through my phone what I was doing was I was attracting that in to my life and another message (laughs) my god I don't know if you guys can hear that my phone is pinging away right now and to me that just brings me so much joy because it fish to me it's just like it's the universe speaking you know so I was attracting in different people, different situations, different circumstances to make this happen. And I have attracted in the experiences. I have attracted in what I will need to make this happen. I have attracted it in and it's mind blowing. I can't tell you what year I fled domestic abuse and cohesive control because of defamation of character purposes. But I have... attracted it in by having having that belief system inside me by by wanting something and I didn't want it with sadness I wanted it with joy and happiness so I didn't think about it and feel envy because I thought other people had it and I didn't I thought about it and I was just so filled with joy and happiness and what I did was I started surrounding myself and that was really difficult. I can't go into the situations and circumstances, but I was basically housebound. Okay. I mean, it's cohesive control and domestic abuse. So it's not like I had anyone to socialize with. And I, so I had the internet, had the internet. I didn't physically have people around me to lift me up to change my frequency and and just a reminder that is no one else what you feel that is your responsibility alone you can't expect someone to change your feelings but what you can do is you can tune into someone else's frequency and be lifted by them so I I went on YouTube I went on TikTok you know, I watched people, I started building up this little base of like this, these people that I just came across. I mean, it's like the universe just sent them to me. I didn't know who, I just Googled stuff in online. Like I just Googled stuff and then it came up with suggestions. And as I, you know, as the years have gone on, my, 
who I admire greatly. It's just, you know, I've got a lovely bank of people and I've never met them before. They're online, but I listen to their audiobooks. I listen to the YouTube videos. I, you know, I surrounded myself with them, even though they weren't physically with me. I still surrounded myself with them. And I use my tarot cards because my tarot cards gave me clarification. My tarot cards, I mean, I had to wait until this particular person had passed out drunk. And then I used them in secret in my bedroom. And I I literally, they sh- they, I would use them and I would speak to them, you know, and they showed me my freedom. The, the messages from the, some of the angel cards were so beautiful. And I just, it just confirmed we kept confirming to me that I would succeed and I would find my freedom and now I'm in a position where I am aligning a few things in my life some things need to align before the next step okay so there's a few little things that need to happen before I can buy my big mansion Okay, so there's a few, few little things, but for me, being safe, and I, I guess a mansion also represents safety to me. Big house, big gates. You can't drive down the driveway unless the gates open. Like to me, it was just safety, and also money can bring you safety. Money is security, and but there's just so. I, ever since I've been a child, I've always known I was going to have a really big house one day. So for me, I just thought, God, you know what? I might as well just do it Downton Abbey style. And I'm not ashamed. And I don't feel silly for saying that because I know I will have it one day. I know. And I like, I know the outcome of some of my court cases because I have faith and I believe and I just know. I just know. And I, I know everything's going to be okay. So when you're in a really difficult situation, okay, I want, so for example, if you are, or you might just be, you might want to sell your house and it's not selling quick enough because you want to move on with your life and buy a different house. And, you know, it could be any situation, but what I encourage you to do is to change that frequency inside. Remember our internal and external environment. Okay. I saw, I started this in the last episode. I just started talking about this beforehand I was talking about you know reprogramming your brain because you've got to reprogram your subconscious mind in order to manifest your dream desires in wanting them isn't enough you've got to reprogram reprogram your brain like I've had to and it takes 21 days so basically a month and that's just doing the same habit every day and then you will write yourself some new neural pathways so you're in a situation and you want a dream life. So you've got to change what's going on internally. So then it's reflected in your external environment. Now, sometimes it can take time. Like a teenager just can't move out. They've got to, you know, they've got to wait um, until they get a job. And there's so many more things. Like, But they can find people or, you know, the children as well. They can find people who, to talk to. Um, if it's really bad, because I don't want anyone living in domestic abuse. Like you're not alone. There are, there are places you can go. There are people you can talk to. Lots of different charities. Okay. Um, if you're in a job, you might be at work, and you're in a horrible work environment. 
I mean, the example, they're, they're endless examples, aren't they? But what you've got to do is you've got to start attracting people into your life. Now, you don't have to even physically know them, right? That keep you on the right path. That keep, you know, when you're feeling down in the dumps and you're like, oh my God, I've got to go to work. And so you've got a long drive. Put something inspiring on. Listen to a motivational speaker, you know, so many things you can do. Get excited. Change your internal frequency. Change those emotions. Change those feelings. Like, and I'm saying change them, not get rid of them. You can't get rid of an emotion. So if you're feeling down in the dumps and a bit depressed or anxious, you can change that emotion through using your body, okay? So taking some deep breaths or short meditation or, you know, dancing, whatever you need to do change that frequency and these people will keep you on the right track because you can listen to them in and out of the day or you might you might go onto YouTube you might be we, uh, watching a I don't know uh, Lisa Nichols video and someone you comment on it and then someone comments on your comment and then you guys just click and start chatting that can happen as well um, and that's what's happened in my case so many times um, but the universe will the universe will direct people towards you. If your intention is, I want to find people who are going to inspire me, who who are going to make me feel empowered, um, who are going to teach me how to be dependent on myself and not codependent, because you don't want codependency. You want to be able to um, do a lot of this work yourself, because so then you don't feel like you need to rely on anyone. Because at the end of the day, you're like. It's just, like, for example, like, I've had to teach myself how to rely on myself because I've needed it for multiple different situations, really stressful situations, and I've had to sit there, and I've had to try and eat, and all the traumas are coming up, they're bubbling to the surface, cause, for example, giving police statements or in a courtroom, but I've had to, like, maintain my cool, as hard as it is, and work through that, knowing that I fully hold myself with love. And then you'll attract, you'll attract even more abundance into your life. And it's just, it's just like, it just cascades. It's like a, it's like an avalanche. And I, I really hope this is making sense to people. So please, please leave a few comments. I mean, this is, I don't know if you can see each other's comments when it comes to technology. I'm not that savvy, but um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I should probably put my links <laughs> for my social media in the description box because I don't actually do that but you can find me on social media you can um, reach out you know there's other people if you guys are commenting on on the podcasts and stuff and ask you know you can see each other's posts it's a good way to to like get to know people on other podcasts as well not just this one like there are safe spaces for you to connect because places like this like attract like-minded people and people who are going through similar experiences so um oh my alarm's gonna go off in a minute and I need to collect my son so I just wanted to yeah it's been a a bit of an I don't want to say emotional it's been very emotional for me this podcast like talking about this and you know feeling I very much still feel in my body 
some of the stuff I've been through and talking about it does bring it to the surface so but I'm hoping by sharing my story it will help other people know they're not alone and they might feel inspired or empowered and um and yeah just and also I I hope it teaches you how you can change your life so for me just through intuition I guess no one told me but I just figured it out for myself you know to 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 find people online or to find inspiring figures and you know and then just keep exposing myself to that I've learned so much and I've changed my internal environment and I've educated myself as well and now I you know and now I know how I can attract other things into my life and looking back on um, my situation that I was being like the situations that I've gone through I now understand how I'm here because I understand that at that particular moment in time I did x y and z which attracted more in of what I wanted I wanted freedom and then situations happened I met people and I got my freedom and and just being somewhere safe is what I really really wanted just to be just to be somewhere and feel safe and not not scared anymore or living on eggshells and I was just I can't even describe to you the fear that I used to go through um especially around meal times and stuff like that and um well I I can't go into it too much because I probably get into trouble um not that I've say I'm saying anything that I'm not allowed to say. Um so yeah, I won't go into that too much more. Um but yes. Um yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys because in the last episode we did talk about what you're attracting in, but I think it's so important to realise that you can still attract in really good stuff even if you're in a really difficult situation and you will receive it and things will start changing and that difficult situation you will move through it and you'll move through it it won't take as long and you'll just feel you'll just feel like you're working towards something really positive and it will just make you feel so amazing and you know it will help you through the challenging times because tough situations don't last but tough people do and I love that quote and it's so true you know, it's so, so true. So hang in there and things will get better. Because remember, this is only a phase. And if you look back at other episodes that I've done, this is just literally a phase. And I know that might be really hard to hear, especially if you are living in domestic abuse. It's like, oh, how could you say this is just a phase? But it will end. It will end. And you will you will be in a better place. I mean, this time next year, Oh, you know, such a different place, such a different place. And you won't even, you'll be like, oh my God, how the hell did I get here? This is like a dream. And it would just be, instead of being like, oh my God, how the hell did I get here? I'm in a living hell. It will be, oh my God, how did I get here? This is so amazing. So I hope that helped people and I will love you and leave you. In the next episode, we're going to be talking to one of the Women's Aid Ambassadors. She's a survivor ambassador, so she did manage to prosecute. There was a prosecution, sorry, for her abuser, which is fantastic. And her name is Natalie. So oh, I look forward to sharing that all with you. And yes, um, wish you all lots of love and healing and I'll see you soon. Bye.